support our coverage with a free account on Privacy, the service that keeps you protected when shopping online. Get $5 to try it now by using promo code QZZ2J. But well, we have our next guest here. Hello. Hello. How are you doing today? Doing great. Really excited to be in Las Vegas. Yes. Uh, this is our second CES. Okay. So uh, really great experience. Fantastic. So go ahead and introduce yourself and uh, let us know about what we're looking at here. Okay. Um, so I'm Steve Gessenhoven. I'm the marketing communications manager for a small French startup called Iotize. We're based near the, near the French Alps. And we come from a group of people who were originally uh, suppliers of tools for embedded systems design. Okay. And a few years ago, we were getting lots of uh, questions from our kind of historic customers about well, what, are what is your company going to be doing for us to help us bring, create IoT connected designs? And we actually realized right. that we had some technology uh, coming from embedded systems design that would uh, allow us to expedite the design process, remove the need for a lot of extensive coding, and uh, that's we'll see here, I think, with the demonstration where that's kind of taken us. Uh, it's become uh, quite a complete ecosystem uh, that we call a no-code uh, IoT uh, solution. Okay, so we've got a lot of things here in yeah. front of us. <laughs> I'm guessing that this is the core. This yeah. you're exactly right. This is this is the core to what we did. This is uh, actually probably about our third uh, design. Um, here, I'll let you yeah. take a look. It's um, I, I, originally the design was based on our in circuit debugger programmer. <laughs> okay, and uh, that allows us to exploit some uh, resources on microcontrollers that allow us to plug directly into a microcontroller and recuperate data and bring that data to the outside world. Okay, and without changing the code on original design. And that's where this robot comes up. Okay. Essentially, the robot was something our designers purchased off the shelf. Okay. And they just said, hey, let's. this will be a fun project and it looks good at shows. <laughs> and essentially what they did was, it's a demonstration case of what we do with the module, is they've actually placed the module here and plugged it into the processor. Right. And to implement that module with this processor, all they had to do was configure the, uh, the module with the addresses where the data resides that we want to read or write in order to know what the robot is doing in order to control it. So there's zero coding to do in order to do this. And then as a complement to what we do, so all that's based on our firmware in the module. Okay. As a complement to that, uh, we also provide a simple configuration environment, no-code environment as well, too, and an environment that allows us to create an off-boarded human-machine interface that can run as a mobile app. And that's what I actually have right here. Okay. Um, I'll just go ahead and start it up here so we can uh, see that how... That might be it, upside down. Yeah, I think... <laughs> there we go. And um, so, essentially, I'll just start her here real quick. I have to connect. Just a second. I'm not sure uh, if people can actually see that. That camera right there. Okay. And so what that's doing is actually, that's our mobile app that's connecting to the module. And it's drawn up a dashboard mm -hmm. that has the different controls that we have available. We can go ahead and start the robot. Um, oop, there we go. And it's a small area here. but It we'll, is. There we go. Okay. And so this interface is actually created simply using our mobile app and the configuration of the module. 
And that mobile app allows us to, uh, for the different variables that we have identified for the module, to associate them with buttons, for example, to turn left, to turn right, uh, to move forward or backwards. And those are all variables within the original system that are, we defined as being writable. Okay. In addition to that, we also have a section that's the different settings, there are different sensitivities, as well as a screen that allows us to monitor the, the different, what's happening with the robot. For example, there's a, uh, uh, a radar at the front of it. We'll see that as I approach, you'll see the distance to obstacle changes there. And so that's simply uh, the variable that's associated with that, uh, that radar feature. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I see a puzzled question. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, couple things. Mm -hmm. So let's start here. I'm guessing that all of our little gold connectors here are I.O. connectors? Yes, yes, exactly. Okay. Mm -hmm. So anybody who's familiar with a, a, an Arduino or you know, using something like that, yep. be familiar with I.O. Yep. Mm -hmm. So this would be the same general concept. Yes. So this is connecting to the board of a predefined, this thing is not yours, you didn't build it, we know nothing about it going into it, in theory. Yeah. We went and bought it off the shelf. Right. Mm -hmm. We want to integrate this into it. Yep. So we've taken the I.O. and connected it to the board okay. in some way, shape, or form. Okay. Not quite. Okay. We haven't connected the I.O. In this case, we started off. The I.O. are there for a purpose. In this case, what we did was we connected for the simplest connection. <coughs> we connected our module to the debugging port of the microcontroller in the robot. And that debugging port gives us full access to all the memory. Now, there's another method to connect as well, too. When you go to a final product, you're not going to leave a debugging port open. So we use those same two pins that are reserved for the debugging port, typically. In order, and there's a little bit of code in that case that we actually generate for the user. He relinks his application. But that creates a secured access that's based on the configuration of the module. Okay. So in this case, we're using the, uh, the debug port. Okay. Now, to go back to the I.O., one of the things we do add, because the idea was to be no code and configuration only, but at the same time, you have to reserve some liberty for people who do something special. Sure. And we all do something special. So that specialness, that uh, extra you know, mile that you can get out of these devices, is the I.O. that we provide okay. and a Java virtual machine. Oh. So inside the module, you have a Java virtual machine. And if you want to, for example, connect another external sensor, uh, temperature sensor, we'll just say for the fun of it. Sure. If you want to connect another temperature sensor, you can code in Java, include that in the configuration, okay. and simply communicate with that temperature sensor over SPI or okay. uh, accelerometer or, or whatever it is you may want, want to add into the design. Okay. So there's always some flexibility like that in what we do. But the fundamentals are to try to be no code, plug and play, configuration only. Sure. To be zeros, no code versus zero code. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> because with zero code, we couldn't go beyond. Right. But this is a no code solution. Mm -hmm. We can get there in theory. Exactly. 
But we can get further if we add a little bit if more. If we go beyond, I exactly. Okay. And so at the same time, so we have that flexibility in the embedded software, okay. uh, Java Virtual Machine. But then at the same time, we also provide a, an environment we call IoT App Creator that we're just introducing now okay. that allows you to, instead of using the mobile app here that we use to create that, we have an environment. It's based on the same mobile app. We have an environment that runs on your PC. And it allows you, it gives you a drag and drop interface for associating variables with buttons and sliders and graphs and things like okay. that. The same thing, if you don't want to go any further than that, you can do the simple drag and drop. That's the, this gauge is, is associated with the temperature. Okay, very simple. There's another level behind that though, uh, data flow editor. And okay. that data flow editor allows us to, with some simple logic nodes, combine data or combine variables in ways so that we can have more complex parameters or yeah. to apply conversions. I always love to say that. Uh, we come from Europe. We think in Celsius. Sure. A simple conversion puts us into Fahrenheit, and that yeah. can be done in that data node editor. As well as there are some nodes that are reserved for adding a little Java code to do what other special things you might want to do. Okay. That environment, that HMI environment, is associated with some uh, an, uh, an app builder based on the Ionic tool set. When you're satisfied with your user interface, you click on a button, it goes to our app builder. You can generate apps for iOS, for Android, or web apps. Web apps that can run on a PC in a browser, or okay. that could also be, for example, your cloud dashboard. Yeah. If you wanted to start doing bringing data to the cloud. Okay. So, and as we said, there's always code. <laughs> right, of course. For a no-code person, they don't have to look at it if they don't want to. But... Click, 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 done. Whoop, off it goes. But that app builder generates a complete project, and therein you have all the code. And so if somebody wants to go and work further with that, they can continue to work with that, uh, it runs, that code. So it runs native? It, it creates native code? Yes. Yeah, Fantastic. Exactly. Thank goodness. <laughs> and, and so that's where, uh, that was one of the uh, uh, you know, keys to this whole thing was to have the flexibility of web apps that turn anywhere, yeah. but also the functionality of, uh, of native apps that you and can publish. And speed and, you can do and all the and things. That, exactly. That like uh, a web-based mobile app just doesn't have. Absolutely. We can ask Facebook how that went. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, okay. to, and so to, to not create any confusion, we don't do the robot. It was an off-the-shelf. This yep. is a demonstration of how easy it can actually be. And quite literally, it took yeah. longer to deliver the robot than it did to create the user interface and Got the implementation. It. But where we're seeing a lot of uh, interest in this no-code approach is these same modules are used in industrial devices like this that support a lot of common industrial field buses yeah. and that allow us to retrofit infrastructure to be IoT, IIoT, or Industry 4.0 compatible. 100% is what I was seeing. Yeah. yeah. Being able to retrofit older non-connected devices into being connected devices. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's fantastic. So we're in the... Where in the process are we? Is this on market today? Yes. So, in fact, um, the modules like this are available. In fact, uh, these are available. Uh, your uh, uh, your listeners uh, in uh, here in the United States will find them on Mauser 
and DigiKey. Uh, it's the Tappan Link uh, under the Tappan Link primer, so you can give it a try. And these industrial modules have been on the market for about a year now. Okay. Um, a complete series that cover a wide range of industrial protocols from RS-232, 485, Ethernet, CAN for people who are kind of in the automotive or in you know, certain industrial uh, applications. And there's a new line of products that we just started sampling at the end of 2023 called TapBus, which are programmable input-output devices for, for industry. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, complete line of products uh, and going increasingly towards industrial as well, too. Gotcha. Yeah. What kind of price point are we talking about on that little board? So, on this little board, uh, so to buy the development kit, it runs at $49, I believe. Okay. And uh, for small volumes of this device, I believe we're around $15 a piece. Okay. So. Nice. Uh, if people want more information about uh, your platform and everything, how can they get it? If they, it's really easy to find. Go to iotize.com. So I-O-T-I-Z-E.com. They'll find uh, all the product lines and uh, all the recently uh, released software and everything uh, are there. Fantastic. Okay. I appreciate you coming and talking to me today. This is really cool. Excellent. Well, thank you very much. Absolutely. Have a good rest of the show. Thank you. Bye-bye. The Tech Podcast Network CES 2024 coverage is executive produced by Michelle Mendez. Technical directors are Kurt Corliss and Adam Barker. Associate producers are Nancy Ertz, Clinton Millsap, Sergio Velasquez, and Terry Willingham. Voiceover by Aaron Hurst. Our hosts are Marlo Anderson, Don Bain, Todd Cochran, Scott Ertz, and Christopher Jordan. Studio and equipment are provided by Plug Hits Productions. This has been a Tech Podcast Network broadcast, copyright 2024.